0: NPR.
1: All this week we have been talking about the economics of influences. And this feels like a new and strange industry to a lot of us. That's why it blew my mind when I saw a certain statistic. One poll of
2: young people from Gen Z said that one in four of them planned to become
1: social media influencers. One in four. The word influencer wasn't even added to some dictionaries until 2019, and now it's the hot profession. Frankly, I did not believe it until I went out in front of my local high school
2: here in Brooklyn and randomly stopped a group of four teenagers. Two of them, Byron Velasquez and Kaylee Santiago, were seriously considering it.
0: Maybe like influencing as a side job, because when I was younger, I wanted to be a YouTuber because I see like how many likes and how much money they'd be getting and how popular they would be getting.:
2: I'm a small streamer, uh, I have like a twitch channel. do you uh, want this to be a job?: Yeah, I want it to. I mean that way I can earn money as I'm just like at home just playing video games. That's the dream, yeah, because you're going to be playing the video games anyway. Yeah, that's true. And get this, the other two members of the group, Makeda jean and Brian Howell, they used to want to be influencers, but they grew out of it. So I kind of like giving up on that and just
1: want to do an actual job.
0: I would hold off influencing and try out for something like in the real world. And like maybe if that doesn't work out for me, then I'll be an influencer.
1: An influencer backup job. Hadn't thought of that. And yes,
2: Darian, they all had a career counselor urging them to be more practical. But as one of them said, like, why wouldn't you want to do what you love and have no boss?
1: Fair question. This is the indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods, and I'm Robert Smith. Today on the show,
2: the appeal of influencing as a career. How did a generation get the idea that they could make money filming themselves? Apply today at babson.edu slash msleader. This probably won't be a surprise, but I'm going to cop to being an old person. I'm 55 years old. Big reveal. And, (laughs) And so to me, influencing seems like this flash in the pan. Like every generation has their dream profession that seems too fun to be true. you got your astronaut, your rock star, professional
1: athlete. But it makes sense if you think about the timing. Today's teenagers have never known a world without YouTube. So while you and I grow up watching TV shows about doctors and lawyers and cops, they've been able to watch people their age who look just like them goofing around on the internet. What surprised me though, is how serious that goofing around
2: has become recently. Like in just a few years, a whole industry has grown up. There are influencer agents and training courses, influencer conferences and networking events. A few weeks ago, I attended one here in Brooklyn. A couple dozen 20-somethings showed up at the Content House, which is a space you can rent to film your videos. All the walls have some sort of backdrop theme, so there's a green wall filled with plants, there's another wall that's all, like, scavenged wood. And I learned that when you're meeting an influencer, the proper question to ask is, what is your niche?
0: Um, so, my name's Onyx, I am 25 years old, I make videos about gaming as well as product reviews.
2: Onyx Clark is really just starting out in her niche. She records herself playing her favorite video games and is hoping to get enough viewers to start making money at it.
0: I feel like with my generation at least, content creation is giving them the space to like express themselves creatively.
2: But there must have been someone in your life who said, <laughs> Onyx, you need a job. It doesn't pay money to be on YouTube and Twitch.
0: Um, yeah, I've definitely had like people like that in my life. My family are immigrants. I'm the only one born here in the U.S. So a lot of them are just like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> I, I guess that shows the generational divide. Her parents,
2: like I am to my kids, wanted her to go into something traditional, like business. And she did do
0: some teaching after college. So even if it means, like, I'm working on my passion at the side while I'm using this other job to make money until I... My passion takes off, so be it. But I feel like not taking a chance on yourself is really the thing that will, like, (laughs) that's worse, honestly.
2: And, you know, Darian, you know, this was the kind of sincerity I heard time and time again chatting with Gen Z influencers at this event. They didn't talk about getting rich. They talked about doing a job that had meaning for them.
1: We are living in this unique point in time where the business forces have aligned to make this career actually possible. We talked with Leah Haverman, who teaches social media and influencer marketing at UCLA Extension.
3: They're looking at big creators, big influencers out there that already have these traditional businesses and are very successful. So I think that we now see a roadmap to being able to make money at what you're doing.
2: You combine that with the recent news of layoffs and supposedly safe careers your parents wanted you to do.
3: I think that there's this sense that there is no there is no loyalty uh, in corporate culture anymore.
1: And add in all the new cheap technology, and it sure looks like there's a viable path to making a living at this. But there is a catch when Leah Haberman runs her classes for
2: influencers. She tells them, what you are really doing is starting your own business. And you have to treat it like a business by thinking about your product and your customers.
1: We asked Leah, if you were a cool and hip modern-day career counselor, what would you tell a student who wanted to be an influencer? And more importantly, what would you tell their family?
3: So first, don't worry, mom and dad. It's going to be fine.
1: I'm so glad you
3: said that <laughs> because I'm worried for them. It's not bad to have a backup plan, just like anything that you want to do, but it's going to be Okay. Then I would say, uh, why do you want to be a creator? What is it that you want to share with people? Then I'd ask them, um, probably like, who do you think the audience is for this? Just like any business, like what is your, you know, unique value proposition that nobody else has?
2: Audience research, business plans, unique value propositions. When Gen Z says they wanted to be influencers,
1: like perhaps they didn't know
2: that it would involve. So many spreadsheets. I do
0: love my spreadsheets. Oh, yes.
1: Jalen Baden is a 20-something influencer who does skincare and makeup videos.
0: I keep track of all of the brands that I've worked with, the amounts that were paid, the contract terms, just so, you know, I kind of have a running list to refer back to. Um, And it's just helpful to keep everything in one place.
2: Jalen used to work at an investment firm before she started doing videos, and she says all these basic business skills, like reading contracts and negotiating prices and email etiquette, really helped her become a full-time influencer. On average, Jalen charges brands more than $5,000 a video to be featured. Today, she estimates that her time is... 60%
3: the fun stuff. Gleam battery toothbrush has me feeling bougie on a budget. It has soft
0: bristles, gives me a powerful clean. And And
2: 40% paperwork and
0: taxes. So that is like a very non-glamorous side of this business.
1: The influencer industry is so new that the Bureau of Labor Statistics doesn't have a lot of good data on how big it's getting.
2: And since so many people are working as independent contractors, it makes it hard to have the kind of standards you would expect in a mature industry. Leah Haberman from UCLA warns the next generation of influencers that while they're making all those videos, they also have a lot of work to do improving the whole profession.
3: Influencers do not have a very strong voice as a collective. And so, like... There's no consistency with the rates they're paid, for example. Um, You know, they don't have a 401k plan. They don't really have any bargaining power to be able to say as a collective, hey, we all want this.
1: It sounds like the kind of thing that a group of uh, idealistic 20-somethings might be able to get on top of.
2: Sure. And by the time the next generation graduates from high school, um, what are they calling themselves?
1: Generation Alpha, I think. Oh,
2: That's the worst one yet. But okay, fine. (laughs) Generation Alpha. Maybe when they graduate, being an influencer will be an old, established, boring career with graduate schools and licensing and special tax breaks.
1: And parents everywhere will urge their kids to give up their dreams and start influencing like everybody else.
2: On tomorrow's episode of The Indicator, we'll talk
1: about some of the pitfalls that influencers face in their careers. The show was produced by Corey Bridges with Engineering by Catherine Silver. It was fact-checked by Dylan Sloan. Viet Layers, is our senior producer, and Kate Cannon edits the show. The Indicator is a production of NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas, and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash NPR.
3: Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper how to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit podcast from NPR.